What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Queer Bait Podcast, where two queer chicks talk queer shit. I'm your host, Ainsley, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, Maureen. Hello. You're being quiet. I'm worried. I feel like you're being rather quiet. I know. Where's your energy? <sighs> Back with soda. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Tear. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about queer things. Huh. I hate you. <laughs> okay. We're talking about queer tropes. Well, like the the trope of I don't know why I'm using trope so powerfully. We're talking about the tendency. No, I can't phrase it. You you do it. Okay, so there is this situation in the queer community that has gotten a lot more notoriety and light shed upon it. I think this then in actuality, like what actually happens in reality. I was gonna say I think we should say this fictitious situation. Yeah, so that we're we're gonna talk about this idea of lesbian teachers and their students. Yeah, their teacher student relationships. Yeah, because it is something <laughs> that is shown in movies and TV shows mm-hmm. a lot. Don't think it really exists in real life. Yeah, I don't think I've ever... I just don't understand. And I think it stems from this idea that it's more acceptable for female teachers to sleep with their students than male teachers. I totally feel that, as if it's, like, less predatory if a woman is a teacher who sleeps with their student. Yeah, but then it comes to the trope of older women, older lesbian women being predatory in general. Yeah. You know, we have this idea that if they're older lesbians, mm-hmm. they're going to go after young, uh, curious. Like a vampire. <laughs> like sexy vampires <laughs> right? luring their baby gays. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Okay, so you were doing some research because I gave you the topic. And then she said, I don't want to look up any movies. Well, no. I'm winging it. Because I know it exists, and so I figured you could do the boring research part. And I could <laughs> do the you. fun giving um, background information and putting in my two cents that I'm so good at putting in. That is so sweet and sounds about right. So, yeah. like, I think we'll go with the two most popular ones. The first one that I know because I watched it, Loving Annabelle. Yes. Yes. In the 2000s, they created the movie. It's like a Catholic private school girl outcast, somewhat emo Avril Lavigne-esque girl goes to... (laughs) Can I just preface this with before probably 2008, 2009, queer movies were very limited. Queer television, real limited. So we allowed terrible things to be a thing more. (laughs) And I'm sure we praised them. I don't think I watched this movie in 2006, admittedly, but I'm sure it was quite popular. And we all hate watch it now. You know, we watch and we're like, this is trash. (laughs) Yeah, but it's kind of a queer classic because it's one of those things that... (laughs) Can I just stop you there really quick? Everything is a queer classic, as long as it's queer, because there's so little queer. That's true. But I meant (laughs) classic more in the sense of this late 90s, early 2000s boom of queer content, where, you know, 
queerness started to get a little bit notoriety with Will and Grace and Ellen coming out. So it started to have this little wiggle room in it to where we could showcase it. But we have to showcase it in a certain way to make it acceptable for the general public. That's a fair point. And I think that's how we get things like loving Annabelle is because we have men who would find that story hot. Yeah. A teacher, student, relationship, because they're females. And they do make it kind of sexy the way they go about it. They yeah. don't make it, uh, oh, no, we, we shouldn't be doing this. It's just a, oh, like, we're going to do this, and it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I feel like any kind of forbidden love, quote-unquote, has to be a little bit, like, sexy because it's, like, yeah. ooh, stolen glances. Yeah. I don't know if men find stolen glances sexy like women do. That's that's for the ladies, for (laughs) sure. Well, that's another queer thing where not even touching, but looking at each other from across a room and giving each other the eyes and the swiping of the hands very casually are all things that queer women just love because it's embedded in us that that's how we showcase queer attraction. If we showcase Uh queer attraction, how we showcase... Uh, straight attraction, you know, boom, you fall into each other and you kiss. Right. Or you both stand up at the same time and, you know, you brush cheeks and you kiss. I feel that. Or you, like, bend and snap and they fall in love with you. Yeah, that's how we show that, but how we show queer women falling for each other is in this very particular way. And then once they fall for each other... You gotta make the sex scenes sexy. You gotta have lots of lady kisses. <laughs> because you're not gonna get an audience for it if you don't. Yeah, The I queer feel that. population then was not a big enough community to go out and see these things. I get that. To not have general straight population being able to sit through it. I don't know. Continue with your synopsis, I guess. Um, so that's really it. Like, Avril Lavigne-esque girl comes to the school. <laughs> is Avril Lavigne circa 2000, not now. <laughs> right, yeah, not People today, are like, now. Avril Lavigne's, what are you talking about? Avril Lavigne when she was popping. Skater boy popping. Yeah, when she was singing Skater Boy, that was the tune to this girl's life. So, like, she comes to the school, she's a rebel girl, she smokes cigarettes, she's Whoa. crazy, and she's at the Catholic school, and she gets the hots for her teacher, and it becomes a thing. I don't actually remember it as well as I wish I did, because I watched it, like, years ago, back when I thought that these were still appropriate things, like, back yeah. in the 2000s, when I was like, oh, so cool to date your teacher. That's not creepy at all. Like, she must be so into you. It's terrible. It's it's a terrible trope that we have. I think a lot of queer tropes are really awful, and really derogatory and harmful to the queer community but I think this one specifically because everyone thinks it's okay Uh uh-huh and I think the ones that are gross that we are accepting of are the worst ones I feel that and I feel like you know for our perspective on the teacher it's like oh they're just aren't many queer people to date or you know it's just like oh she had such a romantic connection to a student and then in reality it's like Ugh. yeah well i think this all stems from i read this article from the 1950s about queer life for women 
and how every woman's life had to be attached to a man. They weren't allowed to take out bank loans. They weren't allowed to have credit. They yeah. couldn't have a house without having a man's name attached to it. So they were dependent on their fathers or their husbands. Uh-huh. So men controlled the money. And I don't care who that pisses off, but men controlled the money. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. And because of that, gay men were able to create safe spaces for other gay men. They were able to open gay clubs and gay bars and gay areas. Yeah. Um, also, one of the big things is gay men and straight men, just men in general, are more open to having sex publicly than women. So having sex in vehicles. It was a really interesting article with, like, stats on it. I can't remember the numbers. Weird. How men are more accepting of public sex than women are. So gay men had all these areas of opportunity to be gay. Women did not. They couldn't create a safe environment for themselves. they couldn't own the car to have sex in it anyways. (laughs) Exactly. So then what started happening is... um, they started using things that were already only women-based. Uh-huh. So, cooking clubs. Knitting circles. Knitting circles. Um, and the Catholic school is one of the biggest areas where lesbianism kind of rose because what? it was a large population of women all at once. You're bound to have multiple lesbians within it both with same beliefs both with the same things to lose i've never heard of this concept yeah it it was really interesting i want to find the article and give it to you because i know you'd absolutely love it but this idea of women found these places like all women colleges and and you like camps were a big thing so like i i don't know when the girl scouts started but things like the Girl Scouts Heck yeah. were used as a mean to meet other women a lot of the times. And within meeting other women, you meet other queer women. Never heard of the Girl Scouts thing, but okay, I'll bite. Yeah, well, sure. not Girl Scouts specifically, but things like that. Where it's like, oh, here's a here's a young girls camping trip that oh, like our one, church is. This creating. sounds really lame, but like the one that Dana Fairbanks yeah, went her on tennis in camp. Okay, I was like Girl Scouts, things well, like that. Not Girl Scout specifically, but Girl Scout SC. I was just kind of thinking like camping. Yeah, um, no, I get what you're camping saying. Camping things. So anywhere where women are just with women lesbians started popping up a lot more so now reading this and kind of doing further research i get the idea of the catholic school girl persona specifically oh being a lesbian i had no idea that that was like a yeah and the catholic school teacher being a lesbian i get that that's an idea but we're we're still missing the boundary so what you're telling me, though, is that I needed to go to Catholic school to meet a girlfriend. I don't know. I, I don't I've know never if that's actually, true now. But. I've never heard of this, but okay, <laughs> if I ever time travel back, I'll hit up a Catholic school. Yeah, no, for, definitely. For the adults. I know it was like the 60s before, but most of their statistics were in the 50s. Because I think the issue was like the 1920s um, to the 1950s. It was one of those things where women could go out with other women friends at a club and and dance in these underground places and it wasn't a big deal you know jazz era 
but then we started to shift away from that and really push women into the home life. Wow. Um, and into the wifely duties. So then they didn't have I get even that. the undergroundness of clubs and other women friends. So then they had to start creating things within the very limited space that they have. So I get the concept, but <laughs> ew, dating your teacher. Can't you just find another teacher to date if you're a teacher? Right. And vice versa. Like, can't you just, was there not another lesbian? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. It didn't give stats on, like, teacher-student relationships because that's, like, it shouldn't be a thing yet okay. celebrated or talked about. But I did like this idea of, like, all women areas. Uh-huh have gays in them or like, lesbian cool. congregation spots <laughs> you know it makes sense to me in my head um i don't enjoy the idea of student teacher relationships because it's icky everybody just loves you know well i feel like student teacher relationships are really fun to watch when you're younger and it seems appropriate Ah! Well, like, Pretty Little Liars, you know, not to go all straight on you, but, like, everybody (gasps) wanted to be Aria when they were, you know, 17 and the cute teacher came to town. Oh, my God, I hope not. Oh. Well, I had the hots for my teachers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Oh, yeah. There were definitely, I won't say any names, but there was somebody who I'm pretty sure every person, man or woman, well, teenage girl or teenage boy was very into. Anyways. Mm. But, you know, so I just feel like that is, like, so ogled by kids, you know? Like the Arya Ezra thing again. You know, everybody thought it was so cool. Like, Arya's dating a teacher, and he's, like, in his 20s. How not creepy. Like, you know. But then once you're older, you're like, oh, yuck. Like, even just rewatching Pretty Little Liars, no shame. <laughs> you know, it's just, like, rewatching it. Like, looking back on it. Oh, my gosh. Even the four or five year difference yeah. makes a big difference on my perspective. I think... For me, it has, like, a double ew factor because uh-huh. teacher is, your teachers are supposed to be someone of authority over you that you respect, but also <laughs> where you have a relationship with them in the sense where you should be able to talk to them about educational things or personal things that affect your education. That's what the <laughs> relationship should be. I'll talk to them over, over drinks at the yeah, bar. Yeah, right? So that's one issue is we're breaking that relationship and taking it too far to where it's inappropriate. Being underage and just having adults sleeping with children is another line that we're crossing. But mostly we're (coughs) sexualizing Mm -hmm. teenagers. That's true. Which they do enough of that themselves. Yeah, loving (laughs) Annabelle is not at a college. Yeah. It's, It's a high school. It's a Catholic high school, and she sleeps with her teacher. And she's, the sex scenes are, you know, I I don't believe they're naked, but it's, they're pretty intimate. Uh Uh-huh. So we're sexualizing young girls. Mm -hmm. They're not women yet. They're girls. I think sexualizing women is a whole nother conversation that we go way too far into. Yeah. But specifically for this queer trope, we're sexualizing girls. It is young girls. It's gross. The whole movie is quite weird. I mean, like, when you think back on it, like, it's rape, you know? Yeah. A 17-year-old can't consent, and she rapes that girl. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's just very weird. And I do feel like queer people sometimes, the only benefit to being queer, but like in movies and TV, we're a lot more lenient on queer people. Like this sounds weird, but like Grace and Frankie, you know, their husbands like leave them for each other. And we don't care that the husbands have been cheating this whole time and mm-hmm. it's absolutely awful because like, yeah. oh, they're gay now and it's wonderful, you know. And so I just feel like in some regards, not all by any means, but I feel like in some regards, we are much more lenient on queers in that. Oh, know. yeah. Because um, we're just so hopeful for a queer story, I think. Yeah. I would say that a lot of queer men's storylines revolve around cheating and not being able to love just one person. We would right. never say the word polyamorous in a television show. Yeah. Oh, no, that's too far. We that's can't, not sexy either. Yeah, that's not sexy. Like, we, yuck. we can't say that this is an actual idea that exists <laughs> and people want to live this way. We can't make that a concept. But the concept of, you know, a man not being able to just be with another man is a big concept in TV. Yeah. It's like, I can't settle down, and I want to go do this, that, and, and, you know. So I think that's a big trope for for gay men is. But they get away with it because, again, like you said, we're so thirsty for any queer content. We never judge that. Yeah, we're just like, oh, look, you found somebody you love. Congrats. You know, and I think that's the case in Loving Annabelle. Like, oh, you guys found somebody that you love, and that's each other, even if that's a super rapey, creepy pedophilic relationship yeah you know yeah not to be too debbie downer over here and like i'll still hate watch it don't get me wrong yeah but god do i wish i could just take it back from the universe that movie (laughs) yeah it's it's just odd to think that it's a thing i i believe the student teacher thing goes in the straight world as well. I think it's been uh-huh. on TV. Like, I remember seeing it in Glee and, you know. Oh, God. Was it in Glee? Well, Rachel had, like, a crush on the the teacher for oh, yeah. a couple yeah. episodes or whatever. But um, I think it, and Pretty Little Liars, I think it is something that is played around with too much. But specifically, I, I believe it's targeted on lesbianism. And I think it's a way to attempt to make lesbianism sexier right like if we throw a little ooh in there you know i get that yeah but in actuality it's making it ookier yeah so i'm a little disappointed personally in it for sure all right what's what's the next one you got this one is the one that you have seen it's called bloomington Mm -hmm. this one is slightly more appropriate because it's a college professor and her college student yeah i think she's like a freshman in college right I believe so. Still creepy. Still weird somehow. I don't... Yeah, I... But not illegal. (laughs) So that's great. No, I believe it is illegal to sleep with your student. Uh, I don't think it's illegal to sleep with your student as long as they're... I think it's... I think it's against codes at school, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that is a fireable offense times 20. Yeah. I think the issue is there's another trope where women will be gay in college just trying it out it's a phase was that what it was in bloomington no oh okay. but no. there is this idea you know you go gay in college you experiment and i think with a movie like bloomington where it revolves around a female having a queer relationship in college it's just never gonna go well 
in the 2000s, because when I saw it, I was like, oh, is she really gay? (laughs) Why would she choose her professor out of... Like, 2000 co-eds in class? Yeah, you know, it just, it kind of, again, it also does this thing where girls will sleep with professors to get grades. And I think that's something that's been shown in TV a lot, oh. specifically comedies. Like, we try and joke it off. Like, oh, yeah, our slutty friend um, got through college. Banging the professor. Yeah. And you're just like, no. Like, that's not an okay thing to do. And that's definitely not an okay thing to show is okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. These movies, not good. <laughs> and yet, here we are, hate watching every time. Yeah, I definitely think 2010 on has brought a lot better queer content where it's not revolving around these tropes that straight men developed for us. That's true. I can't think of any creepy teacher-student lesbian movies since 2010. So that's a good thing. Yeah, because all (laughs) of a sudden we're like, hey, why are you listening to straight men about women's stories in general but specifically for this lesbian women's stories i mean they're still writing pretty little liars so catch up to us gays like or straights yeah i don't know it's it's weird it's definitely weird but we'll make a movie we'll make lots of movies that won't be creepy creepy i just illegal gay people have so many tropes like there's tropes in television always that's kind of the definition these are things that always happen in television (laughs) but when it comes to queer content we shouldn't allow it because it puts us in such a bad light and then Mm -hmm. television and media in general is kind of our only way in my opinion to bridge the gay straight gap and kind of show you hey this is what queer life is is and, and we're is, saying that queer life is just creepy older women yeah, on, yeah. Being predatory you know we're trying to showcase we have these average lives and this is how it doesn't affect you at all yeah we go about things pretty similarly just with more class <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like I don't know, like, one inappropriate movie, like, those movies, you know, for straight movies, that's, like, a drop in the ocean. Ours is, like, a drop in a cup of water, you know? It's, like, Such you make, a good point. You make a creepy movie like that or a really icky, I don't have better words for this, a really icky movie like that, mm-hmm. you know, that's 10% of the queer movies in existence, yeah. you know? And it's just, like, it's, we're so limited that if you even make a single really cruddy or really inappropriate you know I don't know it's just like I feel as though we have to set a higher standard because there's so little out there and half of what's out there is just from a time you know it's only like in the last couple of decades so yeah I mean queer content has barely been around since the late 80s on television haven't really had very many good queer movies until like the early 2000s obviously there were some in, in the 90s um but we just haven't had a lot. We haven't had a lot of decades to develop it. It it just... Queer movies are usually pretty crappy. Uh-huh. But that's only because the genre hasn't been able to develop. Movies have been around since, you know, the beginning of yeah. the 20th century. <laughs> They've had 
a hundred plus years to develop and to create and get better. We've had 20 years to catch up, but it wasn't queer people doing it. So how are we supposed to make a genre and develop a genre when it was run by people who didn't give a shit? But then on the other hand, it's also so cool because if somebody... Like, if people go and make high-quality movies, you can easily be the best queer movie ever because there's just a little to choose from. And there are, like, some good ones coming out lately. But it's like, man, when your competition is only 20 movies over the last, you know, 10 years, great. Yeah. You know, like, it's the time to be alive. If I had more money, I would go make, like, a really awesome, high-quality queer action movie just to have made the first ever high-quality queer action movie. And they'd be like, wow, it's the first of its kind. And I'll be like, thank you. Yeah. Take my award and go. Put me in the record books, you know. <laughs> and yet we are all wasting our darn money on bad movies. Yeah. It's just hard because the main thing about movies is getting funding. You got to get that production company to pick up your idea, develop it, and give you all the money to create it yeah. and to put it out to the public. So even these these poor queer independent filmmakers are going out, they're getting the money, they're not getting the notoriety that they deserve. Oh, yeah. They're going out, they're getting the money, they're trying desperately to put together something. That's true. And even these low-budget queer films are better than no queer films. Absolutely. You know? And, like, you know, I'm never one to say any representation is good, because obviously we've had some bad stuff, <laughs> but if it comes from the right place, I don't think that there's poor queer representation. If it's coming from the mindset of there is a queer story that needs to be told. Yeah. Which I know I talk a lot of shit on a lot of queer movies. Yeah, you Especially do. in the past couple that just came out. What's up? But I'm not anti them because I think they're coming from a good place in the sense where here's a queer story. Let's try and get it out there. And especially, you know... Uh, a boy erased who I talk so much shit on. Yeah, you do. I think <laughs> shouldn't have been directed by a straight white male, but I don't think it came from this negative place of, oh, let's just go out and make money. The Does cast- anybody think it should have been directed by a straight white male other than straight, straight white, white males? males? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, doesn't Jesus. escape us. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think the poor, um, man that it's based off is was even like i like the idea of making my story a movie but are you sure by him but are you sure they're like nah it's gonna be great he understands (laughs) he hooked up with a guy once in college he gets it he gets it but yeah so i i think i don't understand why studios at this point haven't seen the giant need and request for queer content because television definitely has they do it very poorly i think there's not a lot of great queer content on television but there's a lot of queer content on television they're always killing their gays but they're always replacing them with other gays and other yeah who look pretty similar (laughs) and have the exact same storylines right (laughs) but there is tons of television queer representation here's what it is i think that the world thinks that queer people are cheap and will watch TV, <laughs> but will not go to a movie theater. I go to the movie theaters. I want them to know that I will yeah. 
I will fill their box office sales. Well, I think what it really comes down to is, I guess, obviously money. So on television, you can create a show with a queer character that has nothing to do with being queer, has really terrible (laughs) queer content, but the show is still sellable to the straight audience and the show is going to make money irregardless of that queer character. However, you're going to get a 10% increase because every queer person is going to watch that show. That's true. But But in movies, Mm -hmm. you can't do that because straight people aren't, they're not going to like it. I don't know though. Here (laughs) we go. What was that movie that we watched? Rachel Wise. Rachel was. Yeah, Disobedience. Disobedience. I feel like there were at least a few straight guys in that theater. Well, because straight men like watching hot lesbians. (laughs) That's what it came down to. It came down to, okay, here's a movie that my wife, girlfriend, whoever wants to see. (laughs) And I'll see it because two hot lesbians are going to make out. And somebody's going to spit in somebody else's mouth. Gross. Don't ruin it. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have, they can't do the same thing television does. It's very hard to write a queer storyline into a movie script. Because television, you can do an episode that kind of features the queer character a little bit more, and then you write them out a little bit. But a movie, it's just one solid story. So it's very hard to fit, you know, your token gay in there and have it you know, be able to where you can market it to the queer community. So the only thing you can do is make queer movies, but then straight people won't see it because there's nothing for them in it, which is just ridiculous because like you were saying, if I just made an action movie the same way a big studio would make an action movie and the lead (laughs) happens to be a queer woman, why won't straight people go see it? I don't know, man. Like Tomb Raider, right? Lara Croft? Yeah. Is she gay? No, Jesus. (laughs) But I'm saying... You got me excited. The only thing that... I'm sorry. The only reason why men go to see that movie is boobs (laughs) and cool adventure stuff. Like, shit gets blown up. Shit happens. It's cool. Yeah. Not there for the story. (laughs) They're there for the hotness and the action. Yeah, fair enough. But who cares if Laura Croft kisses a dude or if she kisses... A woman. What does it matter? I think straight people would still go see the movie. So studio heads that are thinking, oh, we'll never be able to market a lead queer character movie is BS. Absolute BS. Look at Disobedience. Good ratings. Made pretty good money. Look at Carol. Good money. You don't have to... (laughs) Stop trying to market just to the 40-year-old straight white male. There is a huge market... That you're completely missing. Look at Tyler Perry. He hits a certain kind of market. I don't go see Tyler Perry movies, but he makes fucking millions because he found his market and he sells crazy buttloads of money to it. So. Interesting point. And he's super famous. Everybody knows him. Everybody knows the movies. And it's like he gets big studio launches for his stuff Uh because it works and it found its audience. So why can't queer content? find that audience it will you're just not giving it the opportunity because you make creepy storylines of teachers having sex with students it's creepy (laughs) i hate it yeah that's my rant go get your production company let's go right if anybody wants to join send money (laughs) 
<laughs> we have a Patreon account. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to my rant? No, God, that was that was a little crazy. I'm into it. Though. Perfect. So if you're out there, <laughs> go ahead and subscribe to our channel. Uh huh. <laughs> Follow us on what is it? Podbean, Apple. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Right? Yeah. You rate us. You write a review. You tell us how much you love us. You give us money to make movies. Take your straight friends to go see your queer movies. Force them to go with you, sell more seats, bam. Or, hear me out, tell your straight friends about our podcast and be like, this is what queer life is like. Perfect. Can you please understand? Because I don't want this podcast just for queer people. I think it is because I don't think straight people want to hear how they're wrong all the time. (laughs) We're queerio. We're queer, yo. Queerio. Okay. I'm going to keep going until you accept it. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So please, tell a friend, tell your parents, if you're younger, it'll help. Do your parents want to listen to our sex stories? No, have them s- skip those, but this podcast would be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. <laughs> skip the toys one, that was a little, the, the sexual one. Good call. Okay, yeah, just skip most of them. Yeah. You know, you listen to all of them, so you can you can just listen to all of them again and let her know which ones are safe. Perfect. So remember to do all those things, but until then, stay queer.